Hello and welcome back to the movies made us do it. Me and Matt are back. How are you, Matt? I am pretty good, sir. How are you? I'm all right. I was a fucking idiot and I put the washing on about an hour ago. So it's doing a spin <laughs> cycle, which I'm hoping is not getting picked up. I'm reasonably far away and, uh, you know, we'll do our best. But apologies if you can hear that. Um, no, I'm doing all right. You know, I'm doing all right. My um, my phone, I, I yeah, I, I normally do the, the SIM only thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, payment. And um, they've they've increased it over the years, but they've increased it to the point where this year I was like, I could just get a contract phone for like the same money. <laughs> <clears throat> so I did that. And um, as part of that, they were like, hey, you have to pick a, 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 a package, a, 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 uh, a, a gift. Yeah. You have a gift. And I was like, oh, what's the gift options? And it's like one month of Disney Plus. That's your only gift choice. And I was like, uh, I don't want it. So I just didn't bother. Um, but then but then I've been ill, right? And I was like, well, I have got that one month of Disney Plus. I could just do that, you know, just to entertain me, pass the time. Um, so I I, so I so I did the gift thing on, on my phone because it was like, you've got like a month or so to do it. So I was running to the end of, uh, of when I could do it. <clears throat> so I, I subscribed to it and then immediately unsubscribed. So I've just got the free month and I won't be paying as soon as that ends. It's like, it's done. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, so I, I managed to watch a film on there um okay. so that's that's good uh i don't think it's a disney movie though <laughs> i've been watching all the fox stuff <laughs> there's, there's only one film i really want to watch on disney at the moment okay like, yeah hopefully it's that one it might be but uh <laughs> anyway what, what do you what do you want to talk about first matt you well, you pick first let's let's start with texas chainsaw massacre then okay if you say so this is we've both seen that one before. we have both seen texas chainsaw i watched it full yep. disclosure about two weeks ago or something and i have forgotten almost every single thing about this <laughs> fucking movie uh, um honestly I'm, I'm not surprised no so uh texas chainsaw massacre is the new uh reboot soft reboot of of texas chainsaw yeah uh on netflix and um effective oh god it's like the countless I, i've lost count of how many texas chainsaw massacre movies exist now which it's like godzilla where they're like the first one happened but nothing after the first one happened uh so this one's you know 50 years ago or so we had the the leatherface uh murder spree with the with the family and whatnot and uh in 73 mm -hmm. and uh this takes place in the modern day and i have some serious questions as to the age of leatherface considering what leatherface does in this movie well I mean, that's the first thing. You know, they never establish how old Leatherface is in the first one. No, but he so, can't. I mean, he couldn't have been like five. You know, he's, no, he's old, right? No, he's going to be old I mean, now. I, I could, you could probably put him at like the least twenty-one. Well, I was thinking eighteen, nineteen. Okay, probably a stretch to be to be really, really nice yeah. to this movie if, yeah if you want to be like really really you know being as kind as possible yeah um i mean i never got the impression that he was that young no but... okay whatever you know sure um so i mean yeah so we got this uh group of young people yep uh, well, yes, the, the, a group of the most unlikable people on the planet. Oh, God, yeah. So we've got Melody, uh, Lila, Dante. Uh, yeah, Dante and Ruth. Ruth. Yeah. yeah, and they are coming to Texas. Oh, well, they—I think they actually are from Texas. They're from—I think that are they 
Is it Austin? They're probably from Austin or somewhere. They're they're influencers, and I think some of them are chefs or something. And yeah, Dante's a chef, and and they've um, bought a town in Texas. This abandoned old, or not abandoned, but this rundown town in the middle of nowhere. There's like, well, not very many people living in it, Mm -hmm. and then Um, the idea of of gentrifying it and. I mean, quite how that is going to work. I was thinking that because I was like, the internet connection out there, like you'd have to run internet, like cabling out there, you know, high speed internet and stuff like this. This is just a really bad investment, a bad idea (laughs) for these influencers anyway. They've got a bus of investors coming, haven't they? Yeah. To look at this shithole town in the middle of nowhere. They set up a number of things that they don't really have the guts to do anything with. Well, so you've got the the instantly they, like they're in Texas, in the yeah. middle of like buttfuck nowhere, Texas. Yeah. Um, and the first thing they do is they pull into a gas station, yeah. and immediately, I think it's it's Melody, um, it starts having a go at a guy for having a gun. Yeah. She's exactly. like, "Oh, how small is your dick that you've got a gun?" Yeah. It's like what? Like so immediately, I was like, these people are just rude assholes yeah they are like immediately i was like what he could be like the nicest guy in the world he's just carrying a gun yeah you know i mean it is it is lawful in texas right um and yeah so immediately i was like my god these people are awful yeah i mean they they kind of lila kind of make is the is the is the only one that does seem to be okay i guess like, i suppose ruth is but, I, know, I thought dante yeah, was okay in places yeah, i mean he's okay until a bit later mm. um but you, you also get the you know she's in the she's in the petrol lila's in the petrol station what watching a, uh, a video on the texas Chainsaw. yeah so then it's like so so like when we're like oh the texas chainsaw massacre it really happened and it, it are they like so there was actually a cameraman with them like apparently okay sure that was actually a documentary um i suppose it, that's supposed to be like a recreation isn't it? i, I guess i guess so <clears throat> um and they also established that she is a survivor of a school a, shooting a school shooting yeah which again fine they they sort of set up but they don't well this is the problem with this movie it, it does some things that i'm like okay you you yeah. you want to make uh an anti-gun movie Mm-hmm. right cool i'm all for that i don't know why you would pick texas chainsaw massacre <laughs> the, the movie yeah. with chainsaw in the name to do that but but fine but they don't do anything with it no beyond kind of complaining about guns at the start and and her having ptsd from from this school mm-hmm. shooting she's she was the only survivor i think or one of yeah, the few I survivors think i think that's sort of implied that and, she, and she again this is an interesting setup yeah. Right? I'm like, cool, this is an interesting setup. You know, we'll see where this goes. But it doesn't really go anywhere. None of it really goes anywhere. Um, they're just, for the most part, thoroughly unlikable characters. And yeah. and that's kind of the trend with horror movies of the last kind of decade anyway. Well, I mean, there's the, it's not just that. It's I think it's almost always since the... <laughs> but you usually have one or two that honest, you do the like. The original kids in Texas Chainsaw aren't you know the nicest group of people they're, no they're, they're still sort of there are a couple of them that are dicks uh, yeah absolutely so you do because to be honest let's face it most of the time in these movies we want we're there to watch the kids get 
Of course we are, but you usually have uh, at the core of the story. You usually have a a uh, a kind-hearted or pure person that we actually yeah. do like and we actually do root for to mm-hmm. survive, right? Yeah. And right. I didn't feel that with this movie. I just was no. happy to see them all die, uh, yeah. apart from maybe Dante, uh, who they kill off pretty early on. Um, I didn't really have love for him either. I thought. Well, you know. he had a moment where I was like, "You asshole!" But but yeah. for the most part, he was the one that was kind of keeping everyone else well, a to be bit honest, in check. Though, yeah, I mean, it subsequently turns out that him and his Melody, his girlfriend, it turns out that they're the reason for all this is because of them. They fucked up. They yes. To do, you know, so so we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, so 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 they drive their Tesla in the to the middle okay. of nowhere magically. Yeah, they've got, the, they've got one of those self-driving cars, haven't they? Which will... Which it's, it's electric, but yeah. we'll, 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 we'll put that in the nitpick category as to how they got into the middle of nowhere with one. Um, but yeah, so they, they pull up to the town and um, they the, the town that they've effectively feel they've, they think they've bought. Um, yeah. And they, they... Well, first of all, you've got the Confederate flag thing. And mm-hmm. he's like, I'm going to go take that flag down. Um, yeah. Well, they also discover that the the guy they were having a go at talking, the guy they've been talking to on the phone, who yeah. they've been uh, dealing with to sort of fix the town up for these investors, turns out to be the guy that they insulted in yeah. the gas station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's the guy they insulted, so they've okay. immediately made a bad impression. He's also the guy with the flag, right? And he's like, okay, I'll take it down. No, no, it's not him, the, the flag. It's the, the flag's on the orphanage. Oh, it's on the orphanage. That's right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah so it's on the garage, orphanage. He's in, he's in the garage next door to the orphanage, basically. So he basically storms into this orphanage. Um, and, and there's this sweet old lady in there. And she's yeah. just like, can I help you? Like, what, what can I what can I do for you, dear? Hey, you Alice Krieg, I was really happy to see Alice Krieg. So was I. So was I. And and she's just, you know, in the movie, she's just this lovely old lady. And, and you know, it's like, yeah. okay, fine. You, I, I, who's, who's clearly on her last legs. I mean, clearly. She, she's walking around with a uh, an oxygen tank and, you know. Yeah. And, and looks like she's kind of in this building on her own. Yes. Not, yeah. But he, you do actually see him sat in the... When he's they come in, sat he's there, in yeah. Chair, isn't he? Yeah. Um. So he he complains about the flag, but then he ultimately what 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 it comes down to is he says, you know, why are you still living here? Like we've yeah. bought this place, uh, and she's like, no, like you're mistaken. I've paid up everything I owe. Like I own yeah. this place. You you might think you might own everything else, but you don't own this orphanage. I have paid up for this. Um. And they basically try kicking her out to the point that she ends up having like a heart attack or something yeah pretty much and yeah. um she dies they but fucking they, killed they, her they're, they're, they don't even sort of like they, i can't i kind of understand that he's supposed to be angry because they've got this confederate flag outside the house sure but you are in the saying, middle of nowhere texas and it's exactly. an old flag that they might have saying, just forgotten to take down said, like this, you know it's a it, it was her grandfather's yeah she and, does that's right she tells this really sweet story about the flag as well she's like oh no it belongs to my uh, like whoever and it was sentimental wasn't it, it yeah and i know there's a lot of fucking issues with the confederate oh of flag. course of course I'm i understand that but it's, it's not like it's know, a new flag it's like this really old knackered thing and it's like you're buying the whole place anyway like yeah just this exactly. sweet old lady just leave her alone <laughs> you know uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure your investors will understand well the, they'll under, yeah, i assume they think you're gonna paint the place up and do something with it you're probably gonna it, level the whole bloody town and start again anyway exactly. so, you know yeah um, so they they they're, they're like completely rude about it. I mean, she, the, Melody's slightly better about mm-hmm. it than yeah. than Dante is, 
but they just basically go to the police and get the police to to basically evict her. Yeah. So <laughs> she's she's looking after obvious Leatherface in, yeah. in the orphanage, um, and she's the only one that seems to be able to keep him kind of calm and Stay, keep him, guess, yeah. you know. Um, I mean, there's a, there's, a, there's a picture, isn't there, of, of like lots of kids and him yes. sort of with his face scratched off. Yeah, yeah. And um, she says that he was he came to her, you know, when like years ago, and you know, yes, yeah, lived there. Right. So my other one of the big questions I have is where the fuck is the rest of his family? A, where the rest of his family gone, and B, how did he get away with everything that happened, and how is he here now? Yeah. for all these years with no one ever catching up with him or finding him or it it's it's so it's so, i've got so many questions about leatherface in this movie the fact that they made it a sequel raises yeah. so many problems for this film unnecessarily yeah. it could have just been that he was just a a really messed up guy living in this orphanage and then you know he turns into leatherface the fact mm-hmm. that you've made it and and believe me we'll get to it but this movie goes out of its way to be a sequel to the first movie yeah uh it raises so many issues for this film so many I mean, honestly i don't see how you do a, a a direct sequel to texas chainsaw massacre without kind of doing a period piece without well i mean that's the thing i mean and rob zombie always used to say that and and i think he's absolutely right that there are some films that you just can't shoot in the modern day this is why rob zombie tends to make films in the 70s because he's like now that you've got mobile phones and technology and all of that it just doesn't work um and i kind of agree with him especially when it comes to this i mean i guess it's somewhat mitigated by the fact that this time's in the middle of nowhere but um but yeah just the the, by its very nature of being a sequel to the original it raises so many questions Mm. um uh, we we should also say that it works better with um halloween oh the movie that they ripped off to make this movie yeah yeah it works better in halloween i think mainly because well, the, the nature of Michael Myers as well. I mean, and, yeah, it works a lot better for that than it does because I think there's a there's also a, I mean it comes and goes, but there's more of there's a more supernatural element to Halloween than I think. The, yes, the red, and the I know, I know. Or... Yeah, and I know that I complained about the the fact that they did that in the latest movie, and uh, you know I wasn't a fan of the the supernatural thing. But also, like to an extent, even if it wasn't supernatural, I'm like, okay, I can kind of suspend my disbelief enough yeah. to believe that you know he's going around with a knife and stabbing people. There's a big difference between that and the stuff that Leatherface does in this movie at like yeah. 70, 80 years old. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like wow. Um, but I think it's, if I could say a positive about this movie, I think it's well shot. A lot of it's well shot. Yeah, there's, there are, yeah, there's, there's some nice like, shots. Visually, I think some of the shots are interesting, well framed. Uh, and I will say, it's, it's, I mean, again, they've completely missed the point of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. But the kills, some of the kills are great. Some of are them great. are great. Some but of them are great. And, really gory and really and, sort of, you know, um, nasty. Yeah um we, in particular the the scene in the uh bus which i is hilarious that was really funny um, um that's kind that is probably the only scene i am gonna remember from this movie in a, in in about a week's time <laughs> yeah that's basically <laughs> uh about all i remembered i had to reread i had to read the the, the wikipedia page to remind myself of what <laughs> happened in this movie 
Um, so we also have in this film uh, Sally, the yeah. the survivor. But the although first. they do say they 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 do say at the in this in the when they're in the garage at the beginning, they do say um, she's been searching for. She became a Texas Ranger. Yeah. And she was the only survivor. She became a Texas Ranger, and she spent the last forty years trying to find him. And he's, she says, like, you know, oh, oh, did he ever? Did she ever find him? Is like he was wearing a mask. You don't know what he looks like. <laughs> She's no idea. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll be just... by that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I'm not sure though. I mean. You know, they basically just ripped off Laurie Strode here. She's she's yeah, Laurie yeah. Strode from Halloween 2011 mm-hmm. or whenever it was, right? Yeah, and the, but they don't even they they manage to sort of botch that. They don't, you know, Laurie Strode. You get with, with Laurie the, Strode was strong in the original movie. Yeah, Sally and, just screamed the entire film of the first, of, <laughs> of Texas. Jail. I don't buy that she did anything, but maybe end up comatose in hospital, like. Yeah, gone I, out I, of her I'm mind. Just, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure I completely buy the whole the Texas Rangers thing. However, it's a nice like, idea. Laurie, I buy. Laurie, I buy getting you know that way because she did. She confronted you know Michael, and she was you know even in the first couple of movies. Um, yeah, the, different, the difference is is that she spent her time basically becoming a survivalist. Yes, yes. She she didn't become a detective or a you know a, a law enforcer. She she became a survivalist because she knew one day he'd be back for her yeah it's this you know it's it's they have that link yeah whereas uh leatherface doesn't really give a fuck about her no no he's and i kind of liked that element of the movie like he didn't even recognize her no and 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 that's great that was good i was like good and she she was fucking lunch why the fuck would he remember that yeah yeah uh in 1973 like yeah uh, yeah he he has no memory of her and and i think that's right um but yeah it's it's just a really messy movie with with characters i i I absolutely hated Mm -hmm. um pretty much for the most part um sally i think is is i it's not the way i imagine that character being today i mean fine i can i can live with it um she does basically help them at one well, point in this movie producer as well like her gutting a pig and and in this sort of like man manky um well i think it's a failed like, attempt that they that you know like they did with 2016 halloween uh yeah. where you know in that movie i think it was 26 i can't remember what it was whenever it was um that halloween movie they made out there were there were some great shots in that movie where you have it inverted where it's laurie standing outside the school and you wonder she's gone crazy like like michael has uh and that's what they're trying to do here but again they don't it's not anywhere near as well written and it it's nowhere near as effective and that's kind of the idea and again like you said in the the start of this review that's something they set up and then immediately drop and forget about and go nowhere with Mm -hmm. yeah um, also, should be pointed out that, that these characters who hate guns and gun violence and and you know because of the school shooting uh, are saved by Sally with a shotgun. Yeah, I'll just throw that out there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and the, the, I, there's so many sort of bits where you just think, what is going on? It's like, was it, what the fuck? It's like Leatherface. Also, he never checks on anybody that they're dead. No. People keep getting fucking up in this movie. Dante, I'm like, how, d- dude? The amount of blood that dude had dude. pouring out of his face. There's no way. 
way he's getting dude, out. Dude, that's a strong guy. I mean, he, 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 he I, I was like, he's dead. And then later on, I was like, oh, okay, somehow. It's, it's almost cartoony. There's a bit where Melody is sneaking out of the house. Um, she's sneaking down the stairs. Yeah. And it's the whole, you know, the creek, she, she lands, there's a creek, and Leatherface is stood at the top of the stairs. Yeah. And he's got a fuck-off great hammer in his hand, right? Yeah. He throws it at her, <laughs> hits her, yep. and she goes through the floorboards. Mm-hmm. She's there fine. There is no evidence that she's been injured. <laughs> she's fine. She just crawls off. And you're like, mm-hmm. how? That should have fucking broken ribs or something. She should be, like, wheezing. <coughs> Look, I'm not saying it's a, it's a fucking horror movie, and I'm not saying that that you know that you have you do okay. have to suspend your belief. This is like the come on. This is like the 50 second Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie I've watched. <laughs> I went into this with like rock bottom expectations. Yeah, this is true, this right? Is true. And it's still disappointed. Uh, I I just felt like I'd wasted my time. Mm. Um. Yeah. And it's not a long movie. It's like eighty-one minutes. They even, but they, they write such terrible scenes. Like when she eventually, when um, Sally like confronts him, and he doesn't, you know, she doesn't. He doesn't remember. He doesn't remember. She's got a shotgun on him. I know. Why hasn't she just blown his head off? Blown his fucking head off. I know. There's there are she so many moments in this movie. Lets him leave the fucking room. Yep. To go and kill the girls who she's she's got trapped in. A, that's the other thing. I she don't just locks like, them in the car. I don't, but yeah, she she puts she she kind of saves them and they get kind in the back of, of the and they're like thanks and then she's and like then I'm she gonna park says, up here and like uh, yeah. you're gonna stay in the car. Like, and oh, she's what? like oh you're bait now. Yeah. And like, <laughs> really? Oh boy. Oh boy. This oh. is. I, I feel like this review might have been a bit rambling. Um, honestly, oh, is, but the movie is rambling. Honestly, it's it's. Let's just say this: it's a fucking awful movie. It's it, it really is it's a um, genuinely piece of crap movie. It is not at all good. There's, I would highly advise everybody to go on YouTube and watch the scene in the bus. That's yeah, that awesome. scene is cool. The kills are gory and kind of cool when they yeah. happen. Um, I mean, there's the, so you know when the the uh, when uh, oh what. I, Alice Creed's character, Mrs. Mrs. MC or Mrs. Mac or whatever she is, when yeah. she dies in the back of the van, Leatherface basically the, takes her face. Takes her, yeah, kills kills the people in the in the other people in the van, which is at this point two cops and Ruth, yeah, and takes her face, sets her up as a like little tableau, which I thought was quite nice. That mm-hmm. was, you know, that felt like it was, you know, in keeping with with with, with it. To a certain degree, yeah. The kill with the, I did like the kill with the first copper. The first, the very first kill was quite good. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Like, I think uh, some of them were very inventive. They were gory. They were well shot. The, Again, I think it was quite well shot. But, the, but um, the thing is, is Texas Chainsaw wasn't about that. It's not a sla- It's not a fucking slasher movie. No, in that sense. Sure, a load of kids go into a thing, they get killed, but it's not about that. You know, no. it's, it's it's really hard to do a sequel to Texas Chainsaw Massacre and make it like it is because it's a specific 
I think, yeah, and I, I think and even they didn't. Even the original directors, you know, even uh, to, to they, Hooper uh, did went basically. I, there's no way I can do. No, I mean his sequel that. was a black sequel, comedy. Exactly, the sequel is fucking batshit crazy. I love the sequel. <laughs> Goddamn, love that movie. I I'm not a fan of it, but I. I do have a sort it's, of it's, it's like Evil Dead 2, you know? It's just like, oh, yeah. fuck it, you know? Um, it's completely fucking... But the one thing I will fuck. say is, is no matter how bad Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies have gotten over the years, and there have been some... There might have been worse than this, to be honest. Texas Chainsaw 3D might might have been worse than this from memory. I, I don't even remember um, seeing it or not. There has generally been... I think I'm safe in saying always been at least one character in in any of those movies that I liked... Yeah, there's not a single one in this movie. I not think really. You're supposed to like Leatherface. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think you're supposed to like Lily because she's a, she's this survivor and she's she's it. Li- well, I like her more than the than the rest, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. But even her, I don't give a monkey's about. I mean, the the point I I kind of liked her was when she was just like smoking with the Texan guy for a bit. Yeah, like, there's... just chilling there. There's, that's um, the, the only time where she starts getting a bit more of a character and and, and you think, okay. It, it's weird, isn't it? Because you're right. She's kind of an interesting character from the offset with the school shooting and stuff. Yeah. Like, okay, there's there's some there's some kind of deep trauma mm-hmm. here that we're going to we're going to uh, experience or, 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 or see throughout the movie kind of play out. Uh, it just, they half-ass they don't, it. Yeah, they yeah. They don't half-ass it. They don't really... I mean, it's, it's like they want to say something about gun culture and stuff, but can't can't be yeah. bothered or or just like no i don't think i want to want to alienate half the audience or whatever you know because mm. they do you know they do a similar thing with with you know millennials it's like we want to we want them to be evil and awful <laughs> but also we want them but, to watch this movie yeah exactly yeah, yeah. so you know pick, yeah. pick a side i guess i don't know i, I think well, so i think that's what it comes down to isn't it you, you're gonna have to pick a pick a direction and and, and you know stick with it yeah. um and, like, and, and look again People get smashed in the face. Yep. One of them gets a fucking chainsaw put right, basically right the way through them, and they get up. Yeah. How the fuck did do they get up? I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I know there have been stories that people do survive horrific injuries. There are stories of people getting yeah, and and you let that go for maybe heads, one of them up and walking around and stuff, but. I could let that go if it was just Dante or just one of them. Yes, but exactly. it happens to them a bunch, and they're like, "Okay, they're fine." Yeah. It... Yeah, I wasn't a fan of this movie. They, in also, case you didn't I don't get is they've got this whole tang, right? Yeah, and they don't really use it. No, no, they, it's like one building, and then outside they, on the bus. Yeah, and they and then in the end they go in a cinema and. And oh yeah, they do, yeah, yeah. That is like, you, yeah, they could have had some really nice set pieces. Yeah, yeah. in the rest of this town, there were there were like stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm presuming is this the same time that they shot? Um, oh God, what was it called? The the last Devil's Rejects was it? Devil's Rejects? Oh, the one in Mexico. Yeah, uh, it might be. It looks quite different. It looks like it's the same town to me. Oh, I didn't notice. Maybe it is. <laughs> it might be. Uh, the um, that, that town has been used in shitloads of horror movies. Three from Hell. Three from Hell. That's the one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it looks like that sort of thing. But th- th- they could have done some really interesting things here. But I, I don't know. They just 
whether they couldn't be asked or whether they didn't have time. I don't know what. It, it feels like they had an idea and didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. And didn't quite know how to execute it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It kind of feels like that. <laughs> it feels like more than one group of people worked on this, and maybe they did. You know what I mean? Maybe entirely possible. Because I've got, I, I'm sure I heard somewhere that this wasn't going to be the original director. There was somebody else that was going to be directing it. Oh, really? So, but I don't know the whole story. So, I, I and I haven't looked, at, looked into it too deeply. But yeah, this movie is just fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really is uh it really is bad um honestly i think uh, i like the halloween sequel over the original halloween sequel more yeah than this one over the original sequel of, of texas Chainsaw. it's just no it's just not yeah i, I agree good. stop making fucking texas Chainsaw massacre movies it's not good no don't do it it's oh man i mean you know they're going to it's another couple of well let's just i mean that this it sets up a sequel anyway yes um i don't know how he's gonna i mean you know, I, I don't know if he, that's gonna happen to be honest I, I hope not but if they do it's like how he, he by the end of this movie, he's full of holes, and he's walked to. Oh, I'm going to spoil it. Fuck it. <laughs> he, he in the very end, you get the the the, the a scene, post credit scene where he um, walks back to the house. Doesn't yes, he? Walks yeah. back to the original house, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, fine. And the go. There was actually that's a, there was a one good bit. I actually I completely off the top. I, I almost forgot it. There's a bit where Sally's dying. Yep. And she says to the two girls, um, don't let him survive. You know, don't, if, if, if you let him get away, it will haunt you for the rest of your life sort of thing. Yeah. I thought that was, that was probably the only good line in the, in the, in the movie where she, she tells them that because of, you know, what she's been through and, you know, they're the, the sort of the last survivors of this, and then of course you get that really. You see it coming a mile away. They get in the car, and they press auto drive. And yeah, you know what's going to happen. Like, it you, is, yeah. Weirdly, it, I got um, <laughs> friend, uh, like Red Elm Street vibes as the the car is driving off. You know, and she's going ah, and then, <laughs> her, her sister gets her head cut off, sort of thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just not good. Don't watch it, really. Yeah, really. like, yeah, really don't. It, like, it, it is a terrible, just, just terrible thing. go film. on YouTube, watch the kills, and that's all you need to see. Really, it really is. That that really is all you need to see. Um, it Yeah, it's it's not good. No. It is not good. So, what else have you watched, Matt? Let's see. What should I go for? Let's go with... Let's go with Being the Ricardos. Being the Ricardos. Uh, so this has been out for a couple of weeks now, for a while, been out for a while. It's um, on Amazon. It's Amazon original. Uh, it's Nicole Kidman, uh, Javier Bardem, J.K. Sim- uh, Simmons, um, Nina Aranda, uh, Tony Hale, and it's about a week in the life of 
Lucille Ball and Desi Onez. Yeah. And it's um, basically in the, in this in this week, um, there was a news article that came, comes out that says that um, Des is um, sleeping around. Is he? You know, he's playing away from 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 Lucille Ball. Mm-hmm. And um, while that's going on, there's another news item that's going to come out, and it's basically well, there's a First of all, is a radio thing and basically says Lucille Ball's a communist. Yeah. Uh, and so while this is going on, they're taping the, you know, the second season of um, I Love Lucy. Yeah. And also <laughs> to compound things, she's pregnant and um, she wants to. Um, just let it do, like show it on the, on the on the you know the the screen just just have her pregnancy go along yeah. as as the series is going along and make it write it into the the thing which of course it's 1950 i think 51 50, mm-hmm. it's 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 early 50s anyway and it's like no fucking way. People don't want to see pregnant women. No, yeah. you can't have that. You can't show a pregnant woman on on TV. Good Lord, no. So you've got all, all this going on. So it's written and directed by Aaron Sorkin. So you're going to get, you get what Sorkin does best. Amazing, snappy, you know, dialogue. Yeah. You know, great characters. Uh, and, um, you know, just very fast uh, paced stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, neither, so obviously Kidman's playing Lucille Ball and Javier Badem is playing uh, Desi Inez. Um Neither of them look terribly like who they are. Sure, yeah. Um, Lucy at times looks a lot more, especially when they're, they're, they're recreating scenes from the... Um, series yeah you've it's it's set up initially as almost like a documentary style so you've got these it's actually actors playing um there's a writer and and it's uh, what what i love is ronnie cox is playing um older older bob carroll it's like my god ronnie cox i haven't seen anything for a while i was just really happy to see ronnie cox (laughs) also not not being a complete dick as well It, it was quite nice so you've got these. It's it's set with these this um, uh, these who were the, the, the older versions of these of these uh, characters who, who are setting up talk you know like talking head style like they're talking to a, a documentary yeah saying this this what happened this week and then and then you go into you know their homes and you do get scenes that go back from, from you know when they met and how they met and um, you know their home life and you see how how they, you know, together and you see all these sort of, um, you know, these personal things and you, you see that, you know, how, how during the beginning of their marriage, you know, Lu- Lu- uh, Lucille was w- working sort of, you know, days on the film sets, one side of the sort of city and uh, our Desi was w- working the other side of the city, working at night. So the only time they ever met was on like Mulholland Drive or something. I don't think it is Mulholland Drive, but that's, yeah you know and there are these lovely you know it's it's Aaron's Aaron's Aaron Sorkin so you get these lovely little 
sort of almost Barbie conversations between them and stuff. <coughs> it's really good. <clears throat> Even though they don't look like their characters, they completely embody them. Yeah. Hacker Bardem, I completely thought was Desionez. As soon as he's, you, he's, you know, doing his thing, he, you just, he's, yeah. that, that, he's there. He, and yeah. that's, that's Desi. And it's, it's beautifully, beautifully done. Nicole Kidman is amazing as fucking Lucille Ball. I think I completely bought that she was, she, she was playing Lucille Ball. Um, it's really nicely set up, really well done. Um, I, I honestly think I would have liked to have seen it as a series. It might have worked slightly better with more time. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess it would have been, you could have seen more of the past stuff and the, you know, but it's, it's, this is specifically this, this sort of week and how they're working. And you get these lovely bits where you see how she works, how she thinks about comedy. And they've, the, there's a director that, that's directing this episode that they're doing. Um, and um, she says he's got no idea. How, he's been wor- he's been working on this other comedy show, and this other comedy show I think is a little more I don't know cerebral or something. There's more it's more dialoguey sort of sure. I guess. Whereas Lucy, uh, you know, I love Lucy was a little more slapstick, little more physical comedy, which is which is you know what Paul excelled at. Mm. And she's sort of you see her fighting against this director who's like you know he's like oh we've done this scene let's move on and she's like no we don't fucking move on you know. This you we want this scene to see these like you know that you get J, J. K. Simmons and, and um, Nina Ariand who are playing you know um, Vivian and William uh, and she's like you know you want to see this the the the, 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 cons, the conceit in this this particular episode is they've they've kind they've broken up sort of thing there it's not saying and she's trying to get them back together right. so they're in this dinner party scene. There's only three chairs. One of those chairs is a piano seat. Okay. And they have to share. So these two people who are fighting are sat on a piano chair. And initially, it's they're set up and they're not facing, they're facing um, like the wall with, and with their backs to the camera. And she, uh, later, you know, later on, in, in, she, she, calls them in at night middle of night she has this sort of weird epiphany and she calls them in and their face she has them do it this other way and you know they're facing towards the camera and she has them struggle and they like elbowing each other and i love that i love the you know this this how seeing how she sort of worked and how, how she set this thing up and how obsessive she was about you know what could be what is just a stupid slapstick moment sort of yeah. thing how she wanted it done perfectly and the, you know the the detail all about you know and how precious she was about her character not you know she does stupid things but she's not fucking stupid mm. so you know she's talking to you know she's struggling with the writers saying look you know don't ever write lucy like she's a fucking idiot because she's not an idiot she, yeah. yeah sure she she acts like a kid sometimes and she does stupid things but she's not a fucking idiot mm. and i loved all that that was really really good um i i, I don't think i could th- think of anything that was really bad about this it was it was i mean sure some of the details are a bit fudged 
right? Uh, some of the details about Desiones's. I mean, that does tend to happen thing. these days, anyway, yeah, exactly. doesn't it? You know, and I think there's a there's another doc, there's a documentary actually um, on um, Netflix, uh, not Netflix, Amazon at the moment, which is literally it's a documentary about them. Hmm. Um, so, I, I, which I'm, I'm after watching this, I'm totally going to watch because I did watch I Love Lucy when I was a kid because um, they used to show again. It's one of those things that they used to show on in holiday, you know, during yeah. school holiday things and i used to watch it and i really loved it but i don't think i'd seen i love lucy for about 30 years yeah you know <laughs> and it was actually quite it was lovely to kind of get you know go back and see these these scenes that i'd seen as a kid and like oh i really love that. yeah 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 and i think they 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 do a really good job of um making you love these characters and the you know the, the inner turmoil of what's going on of course you know you get how much she's struggling with the fact that Desi is could be cheating on her, and you know they're, they're saying no, oh, no, he isn't, and all that sort of stuff. So you get all all these like all these sort of things with, with between them, but you can see how much they love each other, and you can see, you know, how they control that, you know, because Desi Lou Studios, you know, yeah, the, the studios at the end. Without Desi Lou, we wouldn't have Star Trek. No, you know, we we wouldn't have so, so many great fucking shows from from the, from this era. And it's a, a, I think it does a really, really great job of um, portraying these as real, you know, human characters. Yeah. And yeah, the performances are all great. There's some lovely, you know, bits with J.K. Simmons is, is uh, playing um, William Frawley, um, and um, it's just really, it's just a, a really nice Aaron Sorkin production. You know, it feels like an Aaron Sorkin production. Mm-hmm. Which you know, I guess if you don't like Aaron Sorkin, it's not, it's not <laughs> yeah, really well, yeah, yeah. But you know, like I said, brilliant dialogue, brilliant uh, performances, really well directed. I loved it completely, completely loved it. Ah, it sounds great. Um, you know, performances go a long way, even if they don't look the part. Yeah, you know. Um, so that's yeah, that's good news. Good news. Well, with my uh, Disney Plus. <laughs> subscription that i've got for uh, a month um yeah. i watched probably the movie you were looking to watch uh which was the king's man yeah i thought that was probably that's it's the only thing i want to watch on, on disney Plus. <laughs> i it i was tempted and i may watch for next time uh the last duel mm. um although okay. I've heard... i didn't realize that was on there yeah well i guess it's a fox movie right so i guess oh, they've, course, they've got yeah. all the fox yeah. stuff um and i've heard mixed things about that but again it's ridley scott and i, I you know He's a great director, so I yeah. I, I may well watch that oh, one. It's a great cast. It, oh, oh God, the cast is superb. Yeah. Um. So I I I'm interested by that, but I was just in in the mood for something a bit fun. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. So I gave the King's Man a go. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's I was really surprised at how much I enjoyed this movie. Um, I liked the first one a lot. Yeah. Uh, wasn't so big of a fan of the second, although I didn't hate it from memory i don't really remember too much about the second one other than i thought it was okay um there's there's a lot to like in yes the second one. i think i think there's there's some i quite like um oh my god uh the the, the bad guy um julianne moore yeah julianne, i quite like some of the, the the is it poppy she plays something I like that yeah I, I love some of the stuff with her i thought that, that it, she she plays villain quite well actually i've got i quite like mm-hmm. and but some of the stuff with you know the way they bring back, um, 
Uh, oh Christ! Um, my brain's saying Hugh Grant. It's not fucking Hugh Grant. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I uh. Oh my God! Why Ralph Fiennes? No, uh, no. That Ralph Fiennes is in the new one. Yeah. No, the, in the um. Oh my God! Oh, Mr. I don't know. But... Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> when they brought brought him back, mm. was just awful. I was like, no, don't mm. do it. I. Because I think his death... Oh, his death was amazing. Yeah. Brought real mean... Colin Firth, for fuck's sake. Well done. God. We got there in the end. Um, his his death, I think, brought real sort of, you know, stakes to that to that mo- that first movie. Absolutely. And bringing, bringing him back was a bit... Mm, that's a shame. Um, but yeah, yeah, the first one, fucking brilliant. Second one, eh. It's, it's not terrible, the second one, from no, memory. It's not, it's not um, but it, it's it's fine. Um, but, um, yeah, so what we have here is a prequel and I'm always a bit like unsure about prequels. Um, but this isn't like a prequel leading up to the first movie. This is a, a prequel set primarily in world war one. Yeah. Um, and, uh, follows Ralph Fiennes, as you said, uh, Ralph, uh, Ralph Fiennes playing, um, Orlando Oxford, who's like this aristocrat and, uh, secret spy. Uh, and in the opening of the movie, we see uh, Orlando uh, visiting a concentration camp in South Africa. Uh, and, and while he's there uh, with his wife and uh, his son, his wife is killed and he's injured. He's shot in the leg and uh, he's it's crippled. The Boer War, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and we then cut sort of 12 years later. Uh, his, his son has, uh, has grown up um and uh and and we basically follow it's it's an interesting relationship so so ralph fine's character is very protective of his son uh because of his wife getting killed so he doesn't want his son exposed to war or uh any of the spy business so he keeps it all secret from him for the most part he's trained he trains him um but in terms of like being a spy that's all kept quiet as far as as far as his son's concerned he's retired and you know he's he's injured now and he doesn't do any of that anymore uh and he forbids his son from going to war um and and the movie basically uh is kind of for the most part between those two where where you know he wants to do his duty to to uh to the country um and his father is like no you're you're not doing that um because um you know, I, I, I basically he doesn't want to lose his son uh, yeah. in the way that he lost his wife um, in a, in a war. So, um, an interesting, uh, interesting kind of tug of war going on between the two of them throughout the movie. Um, they get involved in in this conspiracy. And one of the things that this movie does really well, I thought, was it it really nicely ties in real world events yeah. with things that are going on in this fictional Kingsman story. Uh, yeah. It does a really good job of that, actually. Um, and I don't want to ruin too much about it uh, other than to say that it's it's really well acted. Uh, it's really well shot for the most part. Some of the CG does look like CG, but, you know, right. you can let that fly uh, if you're enjoying the movie enough. Uh, I, I will say, you know, Ralph Fiennes is... is fantastic ralph fines is ralph fines ralph fines is ralph fines he's in <laughs> he looks in way better shape here than he did in uh, the latest bond movie i'm not sure which was filmed first but he, you know he's, he's looking okay. pretty good here and he's looking you know up for this, it this has been in in waiting for a while hasn't it, it may be so it may be that this is pre-bond anyway uh, i i don't i don't know um 
but yeah, it, it's uh, it, it's well uh, well shot. Uh, I thought the cast were were for the most part absolutely fantastic. Um, the the story, like I said, I think is expertly woven into real world events. I really like what it does there. The cast is is superb. But we got like Charles Dance. Um, oh, is it? Uh, Digimon Hunsao is that is that how you pronounce his name he's fantastic in this I mean he's pretty good in everything he's in but he's he's tremendous in this movie um and uh I I need to give a shout Gemma Arterton as well who I love oh Gemma Arterton yeah who is fantastic in this movie as well actually he's she's uh really really doing more than isn't she yeah she does it really well though you know uh yeah uh she's she's absolutely fantastic and you've got Um, pizza fans is Rasputin, which I think is great casting. Honestly, honestly, one of the best casting choices. I, his performance, probably above anyone else's in this movie, is the standout performance. He is fantastic as Rasputin. Um, absolutely fantastic. Um, <laughs> is he uh, as Christopher Lee? Oh, well, that's, you know. <laughs> it's it's a very different film yeah, no, than I, a very I, different I, 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 that portrayal. Was, that, was a, that was cruel. That was that was a fucking rigged fucking question. Um, <laughs> uh, and we've also got um, Harris Dixon as um, as Conrad, the the son of Orlando, um, who yeah, fantastic performance by him too. He he uh, he wants to get involved in the war. Uh, on his nineteenth birthday, I think uh, Orlando. Is you know he's an adult now, so he brings him into his spy network, and um, he he's aware then of of the and he he does a mission which is the uh, the the Rasputin assassination. He's involved in all of that, and um, but again he he forbids him to go to war. So uh, he eventually he's like, well, I'm old enough now, I can go to war. You can't stop me going to war. So we get the two stories then of of him at war whilst uh, Orlando is still working for the spy network, and they're they're working unbeknownst to each other they're working towards the same goal at the same time um he's on the front lines but but he delivers a key piece of information that that is involved in the war um and uh you know orlando doing his spy work is also trying to keep his son out of harm's way like he meets with one of the generals uh, i forget the name and uh you know he's like oh i can keep him off the front lines i can get him you know a desk job or something you know don't worry about it he's, he's gonna be fine um and then of course um conrad swaps with uh, a scottish fighter um he swaps names and and everything he's like i, I takes his his uh place yeah. um so the the uh the, the scottish guy basically gets sent home instead of uh instead of him um there are some great twists in this movie there's one i will not ruin there's an amazing moment there's a moment in this movie that i was like oh my god that's amazing um and, and i'm gonna leave it at that to, to not spoil okay. anything um great movie honestly really really fun um well woven into history uh a surprisingly good sequel i wasn't expecting too much from this to be honest um and honestly i absolutely loved it uh obviously we're, we're seeing the the foundations being laid for what will become the kingsman organization yeah in this movie and it ends with the the forming of that um but yeah it's fantastic uh the the That's villain good. the the villain in the movie uh who is he played by i'm trying to find Oh, actually, that would be a spoiler if I give that away as well, actually. So I won't do that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, a really wonderful movie. Um, I, I will say that the villain for the whole movie, you don't see his face. 
because it's kind of a mystery until the end of the movie. Right. Um, I was sure it was David Tennant. I was convinced it was David Tennant because okay. the accent, it just sounded, the guy doing that accent it well just... that means he's scottish then oh yeah no he's a scottish villain yeah but uh it, it like honestly the whole way through the movie i was like, that's david tennant that's definitely david tennant it's not david tennant but uh <laughs> a wonderful performance and uh, yeah a really really fun movie honestly it was just copying david tennant yeah maybe maybe it's a, good, it's a good voice to copy it is a good voice to copy um and yeah i absolutely love this movie I, I honestly had a really good time so highly highly recommend it well, uh, i don't want to spoil it so i, I won't say too no, much I, more I, until I... you've seen it I will. I'm definitely going to try and get my hands on it. Yeah, I would recommend it. So, uh, yeah, what else have you watched? Uh, so, I have also watched uh, Wolf Like Me. Wolf Like Me, which you've told me is a TV series. Yes. So it's, I know nothing about it. So uh... It's uh, on Amazon, uh, over here anyway. Um, and it stars uh, Isla Fisher and Josh Gad. And it's it's quite short. It's it's um it's six uh thirty minute or twenty minutes more like basically twenty minute episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are introduced to Josh Gad's Gary, uh, who with his daughter Emma, uh, they've been living they're they're living in Australia. Uh, he's American, living in Australia, um, and you discover that his his wife had died of cancer some some years ago. Um, and he has a very uh, fraught relationship with his daughter, Emma, mm-hmm. who has anxiety and she has a number of um, problems, um, she, you know, and she's on medication. She's seeing a psychiatrist and he's doing everything he can to sort of, you know, keep make her happy and, and, and keep them together and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And they have this, uh, they're driving to school, they're late. And they're in traffic, and um, they Emma's getting increasingly uh, anxious about giving this presentation she's doing on the uni- on the, the the solar system. Okay, she's made, she's made this like uh, diorama of the solar system, and they get hit by a car, uh, another car. They get hit by um, Mary, uh, played by Ella Fisher, mm-hmm. and the car you know flips that. Um, like quite spectacularly um i'm not quite sure about the effects on it but it, it's quite spectacular right um, uh josh gad sort of like wonkily gets out of the car and you know you can see that emma is completely freaking out sure. uh, she's got this uh little um wolf teddy bear that her mum gave her that that calms her down so he's struggling to the the, the bag was flung from the car and he's Trying to get this this out of the uh, pull this this wolf out of this bag, and meanwhile Mary has gone over to Emma, and when he gets when he he rounds the the sort of the, the car to, to come to her, she's laughing, right, uh, and she she's you know very calm and and uh, Gary's like, what did you say to her? What you know, what happened? And she just said, I basically said I. I've been here. I, you know, I just, you know, can't help calm her down. So they, fr- from there, you they get this sort of, you know, he go, uh, let she comes back to, uh, no, didn't come up. That's a fire alarm. Is that in your house? Yeah, it's just okay. a test. It's all right. Continue. Okay. <laughs> um, 
for a second, I thought it was in my house. Oh, that'd be <laughs> so, weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, <laughs> so basically, um, uh, Mary goes goes to the house a bit later, and she gives her um, the book contact. Okay. And you know, she, uh, Gary's like, oh, you know, how did you do that? It was, you know, really amazing, mm. and. Mary sort of is, is though she, she, you know, she just wanted to see what what uh, happened to Emma, see if she was all right, give her this book, and you know, apologise for for hitting them. And she goes to go away, and the guy's like, no, no, you know, like runs after, and it's like, you know, come in, come and have a, you know, a cup of tea or something, you know, let, let let's let, let's just have a chat. So they 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 they're they're having a chat, and she's Mary's obviously really anxious, and you know, she's she sits sort of they're, they're talking about you know what she does and she says that she she's a psych she, she studied psychology and she's a an agony ant sort of thing she she writes a column for, for the newspaper where she she sort of like helps people out and stuff and mm-hmm. she says that she she um she doesn't get out much sort of thing and she she's <laughs> she's got all these sort of things that she does and um she pretends that she spilt her coffee and she breaks this this glass right and while gary's goes to get a cloth she legs it again okay he chases her down and says look, 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 look can i can i take you to you know can we can we have dinner can we have dinner and she's like no no i can't do dinner and he's, he's like oh okay he says i'm i didn't you know if if, if that's it he's okay she says, no 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 he says, she says it's not about it's not like that she says I, just, I, yeah. I, can do I, I can do lunch let's do lunch he says what tomorrow and she says okay so she, they go to lunch the next day. It's all a bit weird. I won't go into too much why it's weird, but she, well, I'll, I kind of have to give away some stuff about, about what it is. But yeah, fair enough. I, you know, she, they go into the, into this um, <coughs> into this sort of basement restaurant. There's a restaurant he wants to take her to, but she, for reasons I won't go into, she won't go into that restaurant. So okay. She, she goes into this basement bar, and there's this. Um, they're in there they're they're getting sort of very drunk and they're talking about you know their their problems and things and you know she's got a husband who's dead and um they're you know bonding over these drinks and um this has got a great soundtrack this fucking series the 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 opening theme is uh if i had a tale by um queens of the stone age which is nice there's which and queens of the stone age is a major plot point in this movie in this series um, <laughs> and she and she there's a, a Melanie Gardot uh, song playing, and she tells him about. Do you know about Melanie Gardot? No. Nope. So Melanie Gardot, I'll, I'll so she was this um, this uh, woman who, um, when she was riding her bike, and she got hit by a car. Okay. And um, she got a brain injury, and she got severely injured, and one of the doctors. Um, believed that music could help her recover uh help her her brain injury right so she he taught her basically how to hum, hum so she started with humming and then she started with singing and then oh. she got she you know she's eventually when she was more recovered she 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 started singing she's actually got she's got the most amazing fucking voice and if she wouldn't if it wasn't for this um accident we might never have heard her Right, um, and you know, it's a it's a minor plot point, but they they do play um, 
think it's Preacher Man in it, which is a nice fucking song. Yeah. Um, of hers, and it's it's you know it's a very minor plot point of that. It's just them bonding over the over music sort of thing. <clears throat> and then he he says that you know we've been here for hours, and she's like, what? And he's like, yeah, we've been here for hours. She she then does another runner. And you see her get back to her place yeah. where, um, you know, she completely, you, <laughs> her, her, the, the, the shot of her running down these streets, it's amazing. She causes accidents as she's like running yeah. along. Right. Like, you know, cars hit bus stops and, and she nearly gets run over about three times. She gets in her house, she starts stripping and she closes this fuck off great door. Right. And then as the, the door is closing, you, there, there are shutters coming down over the windows. And that's how that episode, that's like episode two. So I've, I've gone, I've spoiled a few things, but... No, that's, uh, I mean, you got to go, you know, to an extent, you got to yeah. go... Yeah, so, to cut a long story short, Mary's a werewolf. Sure. Um, And uh, through the course of this this series, you know, they, Josh and Mary have, you know, have this this sort of, relationship and you know that you, you see how um she helps emma with her anxiety and you see emma going to this psychiatrist who's completely fucking useless <laughs> how how um it, again i'm not i don't want to spoil too much i mean i've already spoiled a little but it's you know it's, i think you can you can see yeah i can see pretty much where this is going i think yeah, yeah. but it's i think it's really well written the I, um, Mary and, and Gary are really good characters, and it's it's not so much about the werewolf stuff. It's more to do with their relationship and how the universe seems to be thrusting them together. Right. Um, and it's really really good. I really fucking enjoyed it. I completely. I just sat and watched the whole thing in one go. Right. Because it, it just it just flew along for me. Because like, like I said, there only it's only six episodes, and it's only and they're really about 20 minutes each episode mm-hmm. and it shoots along but it's it's it goes over you know a couple of week a, f- a few weeks uh, well months even uh, through this 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 series and um again i'm not gonna spoil anything but i really loved it it was really really good really well done the effects aren't great i'll say that yeah. um, but to be in my opinion it's not about that it's not about no and again uh, you know like i said with the kingsman uh king's man review uh you know if the story's good enough it doesn't matter no it's it's not it's, it's you can look past things like that it's 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 much more to do with their relationship and them as characters mm-hmm. and how they're helping each other you know they're both both awfully damaged people you know sure she's been an, she's isolated herself for for years because of what happened to her He's kind of isolated them because of what's happened to him and her and and, and Emma, his daughter, and they're really good. And and I, I you know, I've, I looked at a couple of reviews, and I think some people couldn't get past the first episode. Uh, and you know that oh, the the, the, the the daughter is whiny and she's annoying. You know, she's annoying, and I didn't buy this. And it's like, just go with it, honestly. Yeah. The, the character of Emma, yeah, she starts out as annoying because she's she's so damaged, you know. But she, they grow. They, they you see them or come out of herself when when she's around Mary and they have this this brilliant relationship. Honestly, I loved it. Really, really can't can, um, 
endorse it more it's really really good it sounds re- great um how many episodes is it the series yeah, it's, it's it's only six episodes okay it's, it's it's really it's really short but it's really really funny mm. it's really sweet and um yeah it's a it's a it's, it's a, a sweet little romantic horror i guess you'd say it's it's sort of fantasy horror so, uh, sorry not fantasy horror. Rom- uh, romance horror romance fantasy it's yeah really sweet really brilliant Josh Gad, who uh, I've only seen in a few things, and, I, and I've quite enjoyed him. Isla Fisher, who I, who I, I used, to, you know, I remember when she was in, I think it was Home, was it uh, Home and Away? She was in. I've no yeah. idea. I'm pretty sure it was Home and Away she was in. I remember her from those days, and she's been in some really fun movies. She's she's a great, charming actress. One thing I was, I'm not quite sure why she's playing American in this. Mm. Um, her American accent's not great. It, it it keeps dropping, but I think it's a it's a minor complaint to be honest. Sure, yeah. You know, like the effects, just just go with it. It's 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 a really enjoyable um, sort of rom com horror. Yeah. Well, well, that sounds fun. I may well give that a go. Yeah, I, I, it, it, like I said, it's it's really short. You know, it's a it's really short. The episodes are really really like speed along, and it's it's just fun. Yeah, which is, you know, sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. So, what else have you watched? Uh, so, uh, I have also seen Don't Kill Me. Don't Kill Me, yes. Which is an Italian horror. Mm, well, we uh, love our Italian horror, so, uh, we do love our Italian you horror. know. Uh, so, it stars uh, Alice Pagani, uh, Rocco Fasano, um, Silvia Caladoroni. Forgive me, I'm terrible at names. No, sorry. Uh, uh, Directed by Andrea De Sica, De Sica. and uh, so we are introduced to um, Robin and Marta, and the introduction to them is um, they are driving down a incredibly uh, thin, windy, mountainy pass type road, right, at full pelt, and. Uh, Robin is driving with his eyes closed. Okay. And uh, Myrta is sort of terrified, but she's de- kind of enjoying it as well. I think a little. Right. Uh, but she's she's kind of directing him, and uh, they get to this sort of oh, I think it's a quarry or something. They get to this quarry, and they're clearly not having the greatest of time. They're he's a junkie sort of thing and um they have this sort of thing where she, she's saying you know you know I, I, I wish you would give it up and you know why can't we do this and he's all about he's clearly one of those all about the the you know the feeling and the you know, yeah. all that sort of stuff and um he mixes up this i have no idea what the drug is it's some sort of black stuff that he sort of cooks up and puts in this dro- like eyedropper thing mm-hmm and she says, you know, I don't want to die, sort of, you know, and another thing. And he says, oh, no, you know, even if we die, we'll come back, sort of thing. We'll be together forever, sort of thing. And they drop this this stuff in, you know, she does it with him. She, they, he drops this drug in their eyes. And there's a really beautiful shot, actually. It's them sat on the on this car. And they're sort of leaning leaning towards each other. And they've got this sort of black tear coming out of, like, one eye, either, like, the opposite eye on, on right so like this sort of really beautifully framed shot it's it's really nice hmm. so I really like that shot 
Anyway, they die. Okay. Um, and um, uh, her mother and her father, you know, her mother is distraught. Her father is uh, pissed off because uh, he hated the boyfriend. Right, um, okay. It's like, he, he, the mother says, you know, we should bury them together. And he's like, fuck no, I hate this. <laughs> I hate this guy. This prick. Yeah, he's like, you know, this prick killed our daughter. I didn't want him anywhere this, but you know the mother's like it was her last wish, so yeah, they, you know, have a heart. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're then, dead. Uh, Myrta wakes up in her um, what do they call it? Her vault, her little her vault. She's in her vault and she breaks out and tomb or something. Yes. Yeah, I think it's one of those, like, the ones that are on the walls. Ah, uh, yeah, I know the ones you mean. Yep. Those, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what they're called either, but I know what you mean. I think it's, I, I'm guessing it's a sort of vault, sort of, yeah, I don't know. Whatever they call those particular grave sites. Mm-hmm. So she breaks out and um, <clears throat> she's completely, you know, freaked out. She, her, The boyfriend was buried next to her. And she sort of wanders off and she sort of goes to go home. Um, she ends up sort of at home. There's a sort of, her mother sees her, but she sort of runs away from her father and, and things. And you get introduced to this, I can't remember what the, this, there's this group of people who, um, while she's walking around in this wood, they, they turn up and they've got guns and lights. And there's a lot of them. They, I think they're called the Benadotti, I think they're called or something. Okay. And, <laughs> in a sort of do not run away we are uh, do, do not run away we are your friends sort of thing she's like we don't want to hurt you he's like yeah all right mate there's a load of you yeah, <laughs> yeah i'm not sure about you that don't, you don't want to hurt me anyway she discovers that her hands are turning black um she manages to get away from this group of people um she, her hands are turning black and she's got these you know she's getting these black marks on her on her skin um, she goes to this nightclub where her she used to hang around with the her boyfriend and stuff, and there's the creepiest knobhead basically comes onto her and she kind of walks away from him. But then when she sees an old friend, she goes back to him and sort of goes off with him. Right. Cut a long story short, she eats him. Okay. So. She's basically a revenant, I suppose. She's she's mm-hmm. not she's not all your standard zombie. She's more of a sort of revenanty type thing, um, and she uh, discovers that when she eats him, uh, oh dear, <laughs> oh dear, better. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. There we go. Yeah, so she discovers that um, the the black goes away when she's eaten this guy. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, and she has another encounter with this group of this, this, uh, this sort of like, you know, um, monster hunter group. And she's kind of saved by this, uh, I think it's Sarah saves her. She, she saves her and she's like her. She's this sort of like revenant thing. And she's, she says, look, um, this is what you are now. You know, there's, this group has, has existed since the 1600s. Yeah. They've been, you know, they've wiped, been, you know, killing us whenever we appear. Um, it seems that they, 
when young some some young people die in tragic circumstances or so that they basically become these they call them un um under dead i think they call them right uh and it's um you get these sort of flashbacks to how she met robin and how they came together and um how you know in a sort of a sort of they were kind of destined to be a sort of Romeo and Juliet kind of people. Sure. And I, I, I will, I will definitely say it. Do, there are some serious Twilight vibes going on here. Even from the picture that I've got up here, yeah. um, he really, is the spitting image of Robert Pattinson yeah, in this picture. It really doesn't help the fact that Robert Pattinson <laughs> is looks basically like the the, the Italian. Um, yeah, like he really does. Um, he, he, he really does. Um, and I'm not going to spoil too much, you know. Um, but uh, the, you know, there's the, 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 the sort of this sort of um, love thing going on with them, and uh, it's shot quite well. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the effects are actually quite nice. Some of the, the you know, there's not a, a great deal of effects. Yeah, um, they're quite good. Some of the sort of the the, the sort of the fleshy stuffs. It's, it's quite good. Um, it looks like it's quite a, it's got quite a low budget, but that's again not not a problem. No, I think it mostly hinges on uh, Marta's character of, of Alice, uh, and I think she does she does a really good uh, job actually. Her and uh, Rocco Fasano, oh, I uh, really bought them as this sort of like damaged couple. This sort of you know this sort of yeah emo tragic couple uh-huh um which which will really grind on people i'm, I'm sure um the, the the head of this organization is is completely creepy and, and, uh, and I, I really quite liked his his, uh, his characters it's a little uh, overdone at, at times but <clears throat> i think it, i i really quite enjoyed it it's it's a nice little horror yeah. um it, it's not the, the the best thing you know you're, you're gonna see but it had some uh really nice little um moments in it that, that i thought were, were really well done uh, there's some really nice shots uh of like the city and things that, that i really enjoyed so quite well directed um i think it at times it you do sort of think oh for fuck's sake but that's fine it's it's not it's not too it's not too bad i think i would have liked to have seen a few more bits um with the parents and and yeah and, and, and their relationship a bit more, but it was fine. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it was, yeah, it was a, a very enjoyable um, little, little horror movie. And there's also um, something that I haven't seen in a horror movie for a while. There were some genuinely erotic movie, uh, moments in it. That is kind of rare these days, actually. Some, yeah, some some not, some nicely shot erotic moments actually, which which they That's weren't always like, nice. I, they weren't gratuitous. They were. I, I don't think they were. They were quite nicely shot. And um, yeah, it was. It, I mean, I, I guess it felt very Italian. So oh god, sorry. I <laughs> the last fucking quote erotic horror movie I watched was that fucking Glenn Danzig movie. <laughs> it just reminded me. Um, yes, it's very. That wasn't well shot. So um... no, no this, this, this one is. No, this one. This one's. Yeah, it was, it was really enjoyable. I really liked it. Um, again, like I said, not the best thing. Not the best horror movie I've ever seen. But it was. A, it was a, a, a nice enjoyable little horror yeah well that's great that's good that's what we want to hear so uh i think that's all the movies isn't it 
It is. All of them done. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I don't Picard's think... out, but we're not watching it, so oh, uh, nothing God, to talk not, about there. Fucking touching that with a barge pole. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in, everybody, and we'll catch you next time.